if Murray had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> America's first. Blah blah blah. Sending out good vibes. You're 45 before the first cancer start, before you get your first heart attack. And, and cancer starts at that age. You diagnose it at 55, 60, 65, but it starts years and years. Okay, guys, welcome back to Grammar America Show. We are going to be chatting with Dr. Joseph Antoon from uh, El Nutra. And... About his, I mean, we spend a lot of time talking about fasting. It's mostly about fasting, so it's uh, it's a great chat. He's very well spoken. He does a great job, and we got everybody's favorite podcaster here, Graham. I suck at fasting, Dunlop. Actually, that's not true. You're pretty good at fasting. You once I once no, you not, do like not eight lately. days, not lately, no seven days, not not lately, no, not at all. Seven not days on juice. I've been trying to do no, no, no. It wasn't even really. Was it juice? It was just like watered down. Uh, Pomegranate juice, a little, a tiny little bit. I mean, it was like a glass a day, basically. But I mean, I, I wish I would have asked him because we get into this, uh, you know, quite a bit of fasting. I mean, the science behind what they're doing with this nutrition is is fantastic. I mean, they're they're talking about um, developing this. Our, our mission is to add more life to life, giving everyone the ability to thrive within without limits beyond the boundaries of aging. So. They're, they're looking at like fasting, mimicking um, the science behind that and what foods allow you to keep fasting. So they've got a whole, a whole sort of program there. It's amazing. It's amazing. And he's such a well-known, wait till I read his bio. I mean, he's such a um, guy full of knowledge. I mean, he's the CEO of the company, but he's also, you know, a doctor and all. I mean, it's just fa- fantastic chat. Not am I only am I the president, not only the president of hair club for men. I'm also a client. <laughs> yeah, yeah. terrible. I think I'm going to try it. Actually, there's there's a five day pack that you can buy, and it's uh, it's plant based, and it keeps your fasting going. So I was going to ask him if you fast for a day or two before that, and then do five, you can get like seven days. I mean, see, I'm already trying to maximize it a little bit, but he yeah. thinks five is fine. I mean, the he science says five is all you need. Five is fine. So he said you don't need to keep regenerating yourselves. I mean, you might want to. Yeah, I might want. I might want to regenerate some of themselves right out of existence. Yeah, regenerate three into one. So I researched a funny little thing to talk about, appropriate for this episode. I mean, we talk a little bit about that book, Salt, Sugar, and Fat. Um, I kind of mention it because you know you have to design food that tastes good these days. You know, those those are the best three things. There's an amazing book called that. It's about how they. How they engineer food for us so that we get addicted to it. Who wrote it? It's pretty. Um, no, now you're going to ask me that. Eh? I like uh, fat. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. I like salt too. I was just like cutting up fucking chunks of fat this weekend, like just giant chunks of fucking fat. Well, I got to be so honest. It, it might not be talking about that fat. It's probably talking about probably the bad not. fat, right? 
you know, pig fat, this was in fat, 20, good fat. This was in, in 2014. It's called salt, sugar, fat, how the food giants hooked us. And it's from Michael, Michael Moss. Is pig fat, good fat or bad fat? Well, I mean, I, I think it's good fat, but I mean, it depends on, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think Dr. Antoon would agree. Seems pretty clean. No, he definitely would not. Yeah. He certainly would not, so especially speaking not of that, at, your, I mean, at your age. If there's any carnivores out there, because he does get into age, you know, like carnivore might be good through certain cycles and stuff like that, but not for longevity. So if there's any carnivores out there that want to challenge this, uh, let us know. Send me an email, Graham at GrahamAmerica.com. Why do we have Buddy on? Who's the, the carnivore the salt, guy? salt sugar fat guy? I don't know. There's well, I, one I can't guy get a hold of him. Always... I, can't, I can't get a hold of him. I'm trying to get a hold of him. I can't get a hold of him. Let me check my Insta. I've tried. There's I've the tried. one guy that's always in my Instagram. Yeah, it's Paul Saladino, but there's another guy in the Instagram too that I'm probably following as well. And he's talking quite a bit about it. So maybe, yeah, maybe we'll do that. I mean, we're booked solid for two months now, anyways. The Grime America show. Really? Actually, I, yeah. Sweet. So, I mean, we can throw a couple extra episodes out or something if you want to book somebody sooner than that. But so I also want to mention, um, I, so I do have something funny to talk about, kind of like a project. It's not really a project operation, but it's about, about this kind of stuff, if you want to get into that. And I also want to talk about um, some new books that were released, uh, some new audiobooks on adultbrain.ca. Where do you want to start? Do you want to play a jingle? What jingle do you want to play? You tell me, buddy. It's your show. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you mean? Oh, it, is, it's our show. It, is, uh, it is Paul Saladino. You're right. Well, I mean, it was your show just for a minute there while I was looking through, scrolling through Instagram contacts. Now I'm taking it back. So you've squandered it. You squandered your lead, Dunlap. So, okay, for the, in the meantime, I'm going to read this. Uh, so we have these audiobooks come out, uh, An History of Magic, Witchcraft, and Animal Magnetism by Cahoon. That's volume one only. That's out there. Things Kept Secret from the Foundation of the World. And uh, two books called The Open Conspiracy, um, one of them from, a, they're both from H.G. Wells. One of them is called The Blueprints for a World Revolution, and that was done in 1928. And then he rewrote it. He planned on rewriting it, um, and he did a few times and then came out with the final version in 1933. So that's called The Open Conspiracy. Very interesting book from the famous H.G. Wells. So you can go to adultbrain.ca for those new titles. Brain dot C A. That's A D U L T B R A I N dot C A. That's of course uh, a shout out to our buddy David Weiss. He told, told us to use our adult brains, which we're doing. We're trying to. We're trying to. I mean, Kindle's making it tough. They torch both my accounts, so my book is no longer available right now. As of right now, it's not available. Wow, your book is not available. Neither of my books, except the ones available on audio. Wow. And I think there's a chance that I could publish in their own words and audio, and it might go through or it might not. I'm actually kind of... That's your, sec that's your second, just so everybody knows. That's your, that's your second book. Darren's talking about A Canadian Shame, um, his book on the residential schools and the Indian Act, and his second one is In Their Own Words, which isn't out on audio yet, right? That's right. 
I think so, did we talk about the Kindle thing last well, episode? I we kind of so, right? we, we touched on it. I, I can't remember if it was this show or on Outlaw, but yeah, no, it was it was on this one because it was for the Andrew Gold intro. So because, they tracked down my other Kindle account because I had the backup Kindle. And wow. Okay, I don't know if we need to get into that on the intro, do we? Or probably not. But you know, we oh did. We God, just did. Just, so, in other words, we could you just I'm being support? canceled all over town. I'm being canceled all over town. Your Twitter's gone. Your... <laughs> oh, my book is no longer and, available. And you're I mean, an that's Indian. A, I mean, you shouldn't Indian. be. You know, my book on Indian. I mean, that's is no it, that's racist. Available. It is. It seems racist. It's. it's They're racist. calling me racist. That's the crazy. How thing. can you? You're, you can't be racist. I know, but that's what I said, and they did not agree. Did you? Did you? Call, you, pl- you played that card. Even? I, I did. Yeah, but they you said they you're an Indian it. Jew. They, they trumped, trumped it. it. <laughs> oh my god! They trumped my Indian card. So uh, I don't know what to do. I had thought about like because I feel I feel like if I publish it on your account, they're gonna like torch that. I feel like those are the two books that you know. Oh, they, you... it's not really worth the risk. I mean, then you could say, well, he just gave me the rights to him because you guys kept torching his account. But I'd rather they just didn't even associate the two of us together. You know what I mean? Oh my! So I don't know what so to do. So they're but associating the, you with your with your books. I think so, but I don't your know own if it's books. that. I don't know if it's that. But I had just republished a Canadian shame when they torched that other account. It's too risky. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just don't. I'm speechless. I'm. I'm just thinking in the background. You know, this, the Canadian. It's because it's also not very fond of the Canadian government. This book is about no. a, Cana- a Canadian shame. You know? It's mostly about, about the, the Catholic government. Catholic Church of the Canadian government. So, I mean, they're like, we don't want this guy publishing books that are bad against the government. I mean, this is where we're at. We're in like a dystopian novel right now. So, but, but the the University of Regina Press had expressed interest in publishing a Canadian shame. Uh. When I was like, I can't remember why I was talking to them. I think I was getting permission, maybe, or getting someone's contact information to get permission to use something that there's in the book. And they were like, well, you should consider using us and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, nah, I'm doing it this way. And so I sent it back to it. I was like, you know what? I'm fucking, I took my contact content off of Amazon temporarily. I don't know what I'm going to do. But eventually I'm going to republish the book somehow. You know, whether if it's not through Amazon or through someone else's Kindle account. Then I'll talk to someone. I'll talk to Dave or figure out where the other avenues are. There's a bunch of other avenues to publish books that aren't Kindle. Um, but I feel, uh, he said they were going to have a meeting and get back to me. So maybe I'll go with a traditional publisher this time around. Okay. Wow. I don't know what else to do. You know? Unless, I don't know, is there like Zelly or I don't know what the fuck. He's like alternatives. If you guys know where, where you publish books that's not Kindle, let me know. Because as of right now, the people who have a copy of Canadian Shame, you know, you have one of a couple thousand in existence. Anyway, enough about me and my, well, I guess this, we need a jingle for my Darren's being canceled from the internet uh, jingle. <laughs> just one thing after another but uh i've been behaving on facebook so that's still good and instagram you know i just stopped posting that's what this is what happens 
It works. It works. Their tactics work. I know. They kicked me off a couple of platforms and I just stopped posting. It's like, you know, you just disappear. Same thing on YouTube. Or you end up in some underground, um, you know, platform that's, that's worse. It's nice to spend less time on my phone anyway. I know. I know. I've been dipping back into the no agenda social. And into our chats and the telegram, you know, there's more than enough there to to keep my ass busy. For sure. I don't need uh, Twitter. And now, uh, Kindle, I guess, well, I'm still spending a lot of time on Kindle, but better not talk about that. So what do you got? What do you got? What what kind of jingle? Well, I mean, I mean, do do you know how cereal became the quintessential American breakfast? I don't know. Some fucking wheat and sugar companies got together and fucked us. No, I mean it's it's interesting. It's an interesting story. Have you heard about the conspiracy around it? The sugar conspiracy is this a like no, the, no, no, no. Cereal, cereal, the cereal conspiracy. All right, uh, I'm gonna use this this jingle. Let's see if this one works. Oh my God. No, let's not do that. All right. Fuck it. Let's go. Let's have it. Let's have your cereal. Okay. Well, this is like cereal, like cereal breakfast, not like cereal killer. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So chat, I'm just going to read a little bit. I'm just highlighted a little bit of this article. It's from, um, where is it from? It's from seriouseats.com. And it says, uh, yeah, chances are it's never struck you as particularly odd that there's an entire supermarket aisle devoted to nothing but cereal. For most of us, cereal is the ultimate convenient breakfast, and even the most sugar sugary of varieties claim to offer nutritional benefits and a balanced start to your day. Every brand is trying to convince you it's something different, something better, and there's probably at least one you're buying into. But it wasn't always that way. Cereal's position as America's default breakfast food is a remarkable feat. Not of flavor or culture, but of marketing and packaging design. It's a century-long history of advertising, a brilliant campaign that capitalized on the intersection of industrialization, health consciousness, and changing class attitudes that completely upended the way Americans ate. And it all began at the moment when products were primed to transcend regional tastes through the rise of mass marketing. So they talk about um, this thing that can be attributed to John Harvey Kellogg, right? And he ran the Battle Creek Sanatorium, an acclaimed Seventh-day Adventist health and wellness resort in Michigan. If you were upper middle class, um, a staunch vegetarian who was, oh, no, did I miss? Did, oh, I missed. It, it didn't copy that out right. Hang on a sec. Let me just check that. I do want to get that part right here. Bing, bong, bong, bong. You. If you were upper middle class and above, it was a fashionable place to get treated for a variety of maladies or just to go for your general health. Kellogg, a staunch vegetarian who was especially interested in bowel movements, advocated eating everything from seaweed to yogurt to nuts and grains, a radical turn from America's meat centric diet. So this is like back in the probably in the I think it's the late 1800s, 1906, I think. Um, of course, most of us know the Kellogg name from cornflakes, which the story goes where 
It was first invented at the sanitarium after some dough turned stale and they tried to bake it anyway. So I'm going to flip back to my other thing here for a sec. Um, So did you know that Post, the guy who made the other cereals, was in that he was a former patient at the sanitarium and he became so impressed with this Kellogg's grain experimentation that he founded his very own cereal company. His creation was Postum, a cereal beverage intended to replace coffee in the morning. So, um, pretty funny that these guys thought this was like a huge, you know, a huge opportunity back then. So, a box of granos flakes from 1898 simply stated, enrich the blood, <laughs> a reference to nutritional benefits the Kellogg's attributed to a vegetarian grain-filled diet. So then it goes on and it says, at this point, Americans were buying cereal because they were intrigued by notorious figures like Kellogg. It was first and foremost a popular curiosity. To, to achieve real legitimacy, the industry had to wage a war on two fronts. The first against competitors, the second against the deeply entrenched idea of what really constituted a hearty American breakfast. So then Post starts claiming stuff like, Consumers would get more nourishment from one pound of grape nuts than from 10 pounds of meat, wheat, oats, or bread. Another advertisement from 1903 promised that grape nuts were the key to kicking your liquor habit. These claims were largely accepted because, unlike other more straightforward cereals, no one knew what the hell a grape nut was. And then his desire what to is add sugar. I, I don't know. I don't know. I still don't know. I don't think I've ever had them. Huh. So then they had a desire to add sugar to their original recipe. So the first boxes of cornflakes were surprisingly simple, of course. They focused on flavor. Then they promised flakes deliciously flavored with sugar, malt, and salt, and so delicious and distinctive in flavor that children would beg for it. So they get into like all these package designs and how they, you know, in the, in the, um, in 1922, a box of Washburn's whole wheat flakes later known as these General Mills Wheaties, called it a perfect food, ready to eat. Oh, it's just, it's just classic. And then they talk about how the, uh, the early boxes of corn pops made sure that consumers knew about these new, new developments, um, emphasizing pre-sweetened and no sugar needed. So, you know, because we used to have to sprinkle sugar on your cereal, right? And then TV was where the kids could get hooked with Tony the Tiger, which was back from 1952 and Tricks the Rabbit from 59. So Sonny, the cuckoo bird from 62 and a box of uh, Captain Crunch doesn't even say what it's made of. It just said that it was stays crunchy, even in milk. <laughs> so this is all, of course, until 1990. I still love I Captain Crunch. Oh, I know. Me too. Me too. Just what was your favorite? Well, Captain Crunch was one of them. I mean, I just went through, like I went through pebbles. cycles. I went through cycles of all kinds. I still like those shit, but they got canceled. I think it was too sugary, but. You know, even like the semi-healthy ones, none of them are really healthy because it's just a bunch of garbage. But I was like a big Raisin Bran fan as well. I could fucking crush some Raisin Bran or some cornflakes, but I was dumping some sugar on them cornflakes for sure. (laughs) Same with the Rice Krispies. Oh, yeah. In the early 70s, Cheerios let consumers know that it was made of the highest, the grain highest in protein. And in 77, Wheaties proclaimed that it provided 25% of your daily vitamin needs. While continuing its long association with sports, and in 84, they had their first female athlete on the box. 
So cereal consumption peaked in 96 and has been on the steady decline ever since. So they talk about this guy who's a food investment analysis, and he says, it's been a death by a thousand cuts. Affected by everything from declining birth rates, fewer children, cereal's biggest consumers, to changing tastes, to increased gluten intolerance, about 18% of Americans don't even eat breakfast, up from 6% in 1977. So then they also talk about how um, how they changed, how they had to start providing um, all the information on your box on their on your box of cereals of your nutrition nutrients and stuff. What a way to start the day! Eh? <laughs> I know. Jacked so get up this. on some fucking Fruit Loops. <laughs> so here's here's the conspiracy. I'm sure you've heard of this before. I'm sure our listeners will be familiar with this. But this is a different article because that article I was I was wondering why it's not going to get into this. But here's the Here's the unknown reason why Kellogg started it. Do you know what that is? Make some money? No, it's a conspiracy, like a deeper reason why he started oh, Cornflake. To, to make everyone dumb and stupid. Um, he believed. What do cornflakes and masturbation have in common? They sedate you. Lower Mr. your Kellogg testosterone. Believed- lower your testosterone. Mr. Kellogg believed sexual desires caused disease and invented the plain cereal to stop self-pleasuring. Cornflakes were invented by Kellogg in the 19th century. He believed sex and masturbation were unhealthy for the body and mind. He was a physician uncomfortable about sex, believing it was unhealthy for the body, mind, and soul. He was celibate, having never consummated his marriage and keeping a separate bedroom from his wife. Now, I can't back all this. I haven't fact-checked all this. You'll have to go to the link. In the show notes, um, I, I I don't know if this is all true. I've heard I've heard of some of this before. I wanted to talk about it. He also adopted his children rather than impregnating his partner. And while he was anti-sex, he considered masturbation even worse. Self-pollution is a crime doubly abominable. Abominable, he wrote, according to mental floss journalists. So then he st- he said um, he believed that a healthy lifestyle could cure most ailments. So meat and rich flavored foods increase sexual desire, he said. Meanwhile, he believed plainer foods could help purify the body and the mind. So while working as a physician at Battle Creek Sanitarium in Michigan, he developed a range of breakfasts he believed would prevent a person from pleasuring themselves. First, he made granula, a cereal where oats and corn were baked and then ground into tiny pieces. Oh, that's so I, uh, that dude needs to get laid. He, oh my God, he, he developed an enema machine in which the intestines were cleaned out with water. After flushing the bowels with water, he believed they would further be cleansed by administering a pint of yogurt, half through the mouth and half through the bum. And finally, he developed a range of decidedly plain cereals, including cornflakes, which he believed would dampen the desire. I mean, when I was eating cornflakes, I was still jerking off like a bat out of hell. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Is it like it could have been worse? Maybe it could. Well, I mean, I've experienced um, the opposite with meat. You know, with a carnivore diet. Yeah, and I do agree that if you get that into li- too that much libido. of that stuff, it does kill your libido, probably for sure. Yeah. yeah. And now so, another adventure in coffee enemas. Oh man! Oh, no, don't play this one. Grandma, 
ding now. All right, what else you got? Support the show. America.ca slash support is value for value podcast. If you are getting some value from the show, if you like it, if you like what we do a little bit or a lot, head over to grammarica.ca slash support today. Sign up for a monthly, make a one-time donation. Whatever you can do. I mean, just bear in mind, it's not a free show. It's a value for value show. You're supposed to pay what you think it's worth. If you pay nothing, then you think it's worth nothing. But at least if you can't, you know, send us some cash or sign up for a monthly or do a one-time donation or something like that. Maybe you can tell lots of people about the show or you can do some other cool stuff, you know? That's a great way to add value. You can even, like, do, um, if you like the products in some of these shows, like like this El Nutra one, for example, tell them Grammarica sent you. Or if you go to another show and you're listening to something that we talked about, tell them Grammarica sent you. That, that's very helpful. I got some shout outs uh, if you want. Shout outs. Yeah, all right. Let's hear it. I just wanted to give you a shout out from the mountains of BC. You guys are at the top of my list of many great podcasts and the only few that I support financially in hopes that you keep providing great content and great guests and keep doing what you love. I've been a listener to the OG show for many years, but definitely enjoyed the Outlawed show as you guys go deep and dark. I will add that even though I knew I wasn't completely alone these past couple of years, your podcast reminded me of that and helped at times of discouragement. As a guy who lost his job plowing snow to the BS mandate, followed by mass support of discrimination against the unjabbed, it definitely got a little scary for a short time. Anyway, keep up the great work and thanks for introducing Al from Forum Borealis to my life. If you're ever stuck in this city um, and want some local advice, give me a shout. Cheers, Kay. Cheers, Kay. Thanks, man. Lady. I got another one too. I sent you an email with a small complaint about an earlier episode. So I thought I owed you a compliment about this latest episode with Kay Yang. Big up yourselves because it was a fantastic flowing conversation. You asked really great, intelligent questions, and I really appreciated the guest. Thanks for continuing to delve into this super important topic. Thanks again from the UK. That was from Luke. Thanks, Luke. And that was about our Kay Yang episode in on Outlawed. Our other podcast. We got some good reviews too. Review the show. Still, yeah, that's a good way to. We're add still. Value. It's another good way to add value. I'll put the new reviews in the newsletter. Go sign up for the newsletter. All sorts of cool stuff. There we have a great trip coming up with our buddy Brad and Powell, Joe Roop, Owen Hunt. Of course, our brother over at the Higher Side Chats, Greg Carl, will be there. It'll be a great time. Come on down to Shasta and uh, hang out, learn some magic, do some Wim Hof stuff, some crazy good times, have a hike, all that good stuff. It's going to be great. There'll be some snow. Probably we'll find some snow. Maybe make a snowman. be great. Contact at thecabin.com if you want to get in on that. We have another great tour coming up in April as well up in Duck Creek, Utah, which is a fabulous fucking place. It's just great. 420? 420, baby. 420. We might, you know, celebrate. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. You got anything else that you get out of well, here? I got a quote. Um, quote. Oh, shit. But it's kind of, it's kind of, um, I don't know. Kind of dark. That's okay. You know, we're just coming out on a high, but you can just wreck that. My toe hurts. So, I mean, I'm ready for some dark. Your toe got dodged and mine got smashed. It's the profound court of the 
talking about moving a fridge. Yeah, you should have. My toe didn't get smashed when you in the fridge. It got smashed like right after you left. Oh. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't know. Oh, I, oh, I do. Oh, I, I do know who this is and you know who this is. So guess who this quote is from. You ready? You ready? Yes. I said, yes. The most terrifying force of death comes from the hands of men who wanted to be left alone. They try so very hard to mind their own business and provide themselves and those they love and provide for themselves. The moment the men who wanted to be left alone are forced to fight back, it is a form of suicide. They are literally killing off who they used to be, which is why when forced to take up violence, these men who wanted to be left alone fight with unholy vengeance against those who murdered their former lives. They fight with raw hate and a drive that cannot be fathomed by those who are merely play-acting at politics or terror. True terror will arrive at these people's door and they will cry, scream, and beg for mercy but it will fall upon the deaf ears of the men who just wanted to be left alone. What's the uh, era? Ooh, um, I don't know, like uh, between the wars, maybe? Hmm. Between like or, World War I like, and World War II? Yeah, maybe uh, something like that, or maybe after the wars. I mean, definitely bef- probably before the 60s. Huh. I think you've read one of his books. Okay, um, it's not Dave McGowan. He's from another country. He's a foreign writer from another country that went through a revolution in the early 1900s. Dostoevsky. Uh, Close. Solzhenitsyn. Son of a bitch. They're all the same. All those Russians are the same. I can say that because oh, they're dude, white. You're just getting right? yourself in trouble again. Can I, mean, I say that they're white? About I didn't canceled. say all black and... people look the same. Oh, my God. Yeah, but still, you just don't have to bring all this stuff up. I wonder why you're I in do, trouble. Though. You it's just funny can't, keep it. <laughs> can't keep it. Can't keep it what? Is this another one of your made-up sentences? Can't keep it. How can be? You can't keep it. All right, guys. We'll let you. Uh... Oh, we got a bio. We got a bio from Grand yeah. the Bio Guy Dunlop. Yeah, this is Joseph Antoine. His uh, his PhD passion is to enhance human longevity by nurturing a true healthcare system alongside the current sick sick care system. I'm just going to read a little bit from his official bio, and this is from alnutra.com, um, but I'll leave some of it out because it's huge. Um, he's the CEO and, and chairman of the board of Alnutra, a unique Nutritech company leading the food as medicine movement by applying cutting-edge science to nutrition research First, to uncover what humans should eat to live healthier, longer, and second, to help patients achieve better health outcomes. Dr. Antoon served as the chairman of the board at the Global Health Span Policy Institute as a member of Forbes Business Development Council. Um, he was the CEO of Health Systems Reform, a boutique consultancy aimed at elevating public health through reforming health systems. Um, co-director of the Center for Health Policy at University of Chicago. Adjunct Professor of Health Policy at the Buck Institute for Research on Aging and a fellow at the Department of Social Policy at London School of Economics and Political Science. And he's founded and served as a co-editor and chief of the Journal of Health Systems and Reform. Um, he's dedicated his professional experience from to reforming health systems towards preventative care, to create a market for healthy aging by launching the first aging and longevity pro- products called Prolon. 
and bringing back fasting as a longevity practice to humanity. So I'll leave it there, but we do get into the healing of, um, of diabetes and cancer and stuff with uh, this kind of stuff. And he's done all kinds of science and they talk a lot about the scientific stuff that's coming up in the future. So there you go. There you have it. We hope you guys enjoy the chat. Dr. Joseph Anton. Anton. Dr. Antoine, welcome to Grimerica. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I would love to um, spend some time with you, and I hope we're going to change somebody's life at the end of this hour. Oh, I, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, this will be fascinating. We'll get into, you know, some studies on uh, fasting and and fasting mimicking, and yes, um, yeah, and your uh, your company El Nutra as well. Yeah, pretty fascinating stuff. So, I mean, maybe we can start with a little bit of background and maybe how you know, your experience with reforming health systems to regenerative care. Yeah. Um, I started my career as a physician and I wanted to be a cardiologist and, um, and you know, had all the chances to do that. But doing my rotations, I, I figured out that I'm meeting people after they get sick. So I was practicing sick care versus health care. And I was giving them the same five pills right? One for blood pressure, one for blood cholesterol, one for blood thinner, and, and you name it. And it was a subscription for life. And right, you don't hear like, oh, my cousin, my cousin's dad is getting this new pill for blood pressure for just 25 days, right? You yeah, just, yeah, right. just for life. And, and, uh, and I was like, that's, that's, that's a life subscription for staying sick and consuming uh, five pills. And I'm, I'm, that wasn't my passion. My passion was doing prevention and curing people. And so I kind of left and went and I did uh, my PhD and a couple of masters on top of that, but they were all focused on how can we push systems and governments to be more preventive and to, to push investments into true curative uh, scientific products rather than products that you have to take for the rest of your life. So it took me on a long journey there and uh, including joining biotech companies, including advising governments and ministries of health about system reform. And, and I hit a wall there whereby prevention is a set of recommendations. There was no products for prevention. It was more eat healthy, exercise, sleep better, but give me a solution that I can consume at the same time, right? You, you, you tell me every day eat healthy, but if I'm watching a game at night and you put a burger and and fries next to it, I'm gonna jump on that. So give me a true product, a true solution that can help me with that. And I was thinking, 
what could be a solution there? And and um, was blessed to have a couple of people in nutrition that I met, and they were like, "Hey, uh, food at the end of the day is the only product we consume every day of our life, three to five times per day. So the solution of really preventing or curing disease should be within food, food for prevention, and food as medicine." And it was a fascinating with that, you know, food for longevity and food as medicine, two great concepts that humanity had had not really worked on and decided to look all around the world for are their labs working, putting the right science, true science behind food, because that's the problem as well. Most food companies, they jump into business. They want to sell us products today that are full of carbs or full of sweeteners or full of protein or whatever, just to sell. You don't see a lot of nutrition companies taking 20 years of research like pharma does and then bringing up something that we can trust. So we decided to be the first in history, build a company that has, you know, a couple of decades of research, ethical research, has patents, has, you know, proven concepts and and bringing food for all of us to stay healthy long. So food for longevity. Today, that's our consumer part of the company. And then food is medicine. You know, if, if, believe it or not, in today in 2023, if somebody has cancer, you pick 10 people with cancer, you ask them what you should eat to increase your chances of survival. Nobody knows. You, nothing. You pick, I you think pick, it's nothing. Nothing. You pick 10 doctors, you ask them 10 oncologists, you tell them, hey, if you have a patient with cancer, what they should eat? And they, they don't know. <laughs> and same for Alzheimer's, same for, you know, by the way, 90% of us in America today or around the world, we're dying out of four diseases cardiovascular disease, including diabetes, cancer, Alzheimer's, and, um, and, and diabetes, as we said. So there's, we've never tailored medicine, uh, nutrition to treat these diseases. And that was fascinating to us. So I decided to change my entire career and go and do uh, ethical research at cutting edge, you know, coming up with cutting edge products, nutritional products. There are medicine for sick people and there are and, and to help us stay healthier longer and live a healthy wow. long life. Yeah, that's fascinating. So is three to five times a day too much? Are we eating too much to begin with? Yeah, you know, we're, we're uh, if you look back at our ancestors and, and for the hundreds of thousands of years we've been on this planet, we never had abundance of food that we have today. And we wonder why we're getting obese. We wonder why cancer is increasing. We wonder why Alzheimer's is increasing. And, you know, and and and, and medicine told us Oh, this is genetic predisposition. This is, but hey, our our grand grandparents did not die from Alzheimer's. They did not die from diabetes. They didn't have as frequent heart attacks that we have today. So, lifestyle has changed, and lifestyle is behind big time current diseases that we're suffering from. I've, and, I've, I've often thought if I had cancer, if I like, if somebody, you know, if I got that diag that bad diagnosis that. I feel like the first thing I would do would just fast. I would fast for, I mean, cause we've done enough of these shows where we talk about fasting and I'm not knowledgeable about all of, all of this stuff, but I feel like in the back of my head, the thing that, you know, that would help the most immediately would be to stop eating altogether. That's our science. The, the science of fasting for cancer comes from us and from university of Southern California and now Stanford and, and other universities cho- joined us in the research. You know, what is cancer at the end of the day? Is it was one cell that did a mistake while replicating. It replicated, became two cells, but didn't stop, keeps growing and keeps it, it loses its inhibition to, to, to stop replication. And therefore, it keeps growing. And guess what? 
if you keep eating, this is what, what today medicine says, oh, you have cancer, you're going to lose weight, eat, right? Eat proteins, eat carbs, you have to compensate. What you're feeding is the growth of your cancer because that's the fastest growing organ once you have it. And 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 you don't want to nourish that organ and, and give it more protein and carbs. So we started our trials actually 15 or 16 years ago on cancer. And in mice, we've been able to take cure rates from 36% to 93% when combining the chemotherapy with fasting. Striking 36% cure rates to 93% cure rates. And, and that was amazing. And, and the same with diabetes. And, and other neuro, neuro, neuro diseases. So we started testing water fasting, but we discovered our biggest discovery behind our company is that if you cross two or three days of fasting, something different happens in the body. So the first two days, if you're fasting, you know, you have enough reserves to compensate for the lack of calories, right? So I always, I always give uh, the analogy with banking. So if you have a company, it's like the body needing calories, the company needing money. And if suddenly you don't have any revenues, any money, um, you have a checking account in the bank. The body has uh, what we call glycogen, so a reserve that they can tap into. And then you have savings, a savings account you tap into that's fat in the body. And sometimes you ask your bank for a loan or a credit credit card. That's the liver. The liver can give you some extra calories as well. But that's enough for two or three days in most cases. Then the body says, I'm in a crisis. I have no more. I'm fasting. I have no more revenues, no more calories, and, and I'm consuming my reserves. What should I do? What the body does actually after day two or three, it, it tells the cells, hey, I cannot feed you. I'm, I'm, I'm depleting all reserves. You have to rejuvenate. You have to improve your performance so that we survive. You have to be very cost effective. Same way, if you... If you have a company and, and you don't have revenues, once your bank account is depleted, you're going to restructure the company. You're going to cut your budgets a little bit. You're going to let some people go. You're going to improve operations. And so for the first time, we learned that a nutritional intervention, which is fasting in this case, can induce cells to rejuvenate, to fix anything going wrong. In and that's amazing because it's a natural phenomenon that used to live with our ancestors. Every time there was no food while they were migrating or whatever, the body knew what to do. But we lost that because we eat all the time now. So we had the miracle of biology in our body, a, a potential to rejuvenate every cell and to fix what's going wrong that we lost. And we replaced that with obesity and pills every day. Um, so yeah, day three, day four, day five of fasting, the cells are rejuvenated, they're 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 getting, they're fixing themselves. Um, if if you think about a Formula One or a, or a NASCAR race, you know when they when when the engine is heated, when the 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 the, um, the tires are are getting you know worn down, you take a pit stop. The mechanics come in, they re, they they check everything, they change oil, they change this, and that's exactly what fasting does to the body. But a cellular rejuvenation, not just a weight loss. And this is why fasting became such a big phenomenon. It's it's not a, just a weight loss. It's a rejuvenation of cells, which gives you now a healthier, longer life. And if it happens, you have a health condition, the body is trying to deal with it. You have Alzheimer's. Oh, we don't tolerate something going wrong. Let's try to fix the brain. We have diabetes. Oh, we cannot allow the pancreas to, to be in dysfunction. Let's fix it, et cetera, et cetera. And it's, it's one intervention 
that's trying to solve many diseases. And this is why just the last seven years, fasting boomed big time. Yeah, yeah. It, so it, I did a seven-day water fast. Well, actually, I had a little bit of, uh, what, what, what was the juice I was having? Pomegranate juice, maybe? A little bit uh, diluted every day. I'd have a little glass of, uh, of yeah. sort of diluted pomegranate. Yeah, but um, I mean the the energy and the focus I had was unbelievable after yeah. three or four days. Because your I brain mean, would, rejuvenates. I mean, yeah. I would still go through periods of like you know um, wanting food and stuff, but then yeah. I would go through periods where I felt great. And and and, and that's the that's the deprivation fasting, meaning you you you're consuming nothing. And we we took a different approach at our company. Once we we found out that there are so many benefits of doing three to five days of fasting and knowing that most people cannot do what you did, which is fast for five or seven days. And sometimes it's not healthy, right? right. So there's that's a cost. What, that's what I was going to ask you is how, so, how long do you want to push it? And, and we're against pushing it today because we, we went and we discovered a nutrition program. So this is the essence of our company is we were able to give you the benefits of fasting while giving you a special nutritional formulation that mimics that. So, once we had very successful mice and pre, what we call preclinical trials, the National Institute of Health, seeing these results, they said, okay, how about we give you, you know, uh, today is $36 million. So we got a lot of money into our research. How about we give you millions of dollars? Can you advance your research? Can you biohack the body to find which food the body can eat and at which level, so how much carbs, which carbs, how much proteins, which sequences of amino acids, how much fat, which kind of fat, so that when you when the body consumes those, the radars on the cells, the, we call them the nutrient sensing pathways, the, the, the pathways on the cell that tell the cell there's food, can you go around them? Can you circumvent those and feed the body while the cell's not knowing that they're getting food? And that's the that's the biggest breakthrough, I think, in nutrition that we've done um, you know, some 13 years ago. And now we have a technology called the fasting mimicking nutrition or the fasting mimicking diet that you can buy, we'll deliver it to you, you eat it, and your body doesn't know that you're eating. You're not breaking that fast, really. Your body doesn't think yeah. you're breaking that fast. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? And, and you know, people have different different uh, uh, preferences. Some Many do intermittent fasting by skipping the breakfast in the morning. That's a weight loss. Again, it's not long enough to rejuvenate the cells, but it helps you regulate your weight, your performance. Even for that, instead of starving your brain in the morning and starving your, your, your essential organs, we developed a fast bar and a fasting shake. And they're literally called fast bar and fasting shake. And you can eat them as your breakfast, but it's the only breakfast study to not break your fast. So it's breakfast without breaking fast. Um, some people fast for a day. Um, we have a product called Reset. You consume the food, we ship it to you, eat it for a day, and your body doesn't know you're, that you're eating throughout that day. So you still get the nutrients and stuff though, right? Is exactly. That, is that the gist? You get the good it, stuff from the food, but it doesn't... Yeah, really... it's all plant-based, premium, healthy. There's no chemicals. There's nothing artificial. This is like very high-end premium ingredients, but the cells don't recognize. They do recognize and they get them, but they don't feel satisfied. It's just to... To, to, to break it down, say you have a company that needs $2 million to operate per month. It's like the body needing, say, 2,000 calories, right? If you come to the CEO and you tell them, look, I'm going to give you a million, not two, and you can only use it for ordering your supply and paying your, your the salaries for your employees. 
the, he's still feeling the pain on sales, on marketing, on the other departments. So, so you're giving him something, but you're keeping the pressure on where you want him to fix. That's exactly what the fasting mimicking diet does to your body, gives you the nutrients, but keeps the pressure of rejuvenation on the cell. That's fascinating. Darren, do you have any questions at all? How long should you, so you can't eat, can you eat that stuff all the time or should you just be eating it for a few days and then? Yeah, so uh, it's a great question. Intermittent fasting, just skipping one meal, doing it with a fasting bar or the fasting shake. You can do this, you know, every day if you want. Um, uh, there's there's no, it's not a stressful fast. It's an easy fast to do, but it'll help you with weight, with weight loss. It's not going to rejuvenate your cells, but it helps you a lot with regulating your performance, your weight, etc. If you want to go a little bit further and do the rejuvenation, the five days that we talked about, we have a product called Prolon, Prolon for promoting longevity. That's the five days nutrition. We ship you the box, you have all your foods and your drinks into it and your supplements. So we take care of you the entire five days. You don't need to cook. You don't need to do your shopping. You don't need to waste time cooking. You get the food, you consume it over five days. And these five days are enough to get you into full rejuvenation. That product, you need to do it just two to three times a year. And you, you're not going to hear many CEOs that are going to tell you do my food only 15 days out of a full year. But again, it's like NASCAR and Formula One. You take one or two pit stops. You don't, you don't stop all the time. Um, so when you want to fix, you fix once or twice a year. You don't have to do it all the time. But intermittent fasting in the morning, you can do it as frequently as you want. That's fascinating. What what are some the, of the other things that it helps with? So the 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 we took the same concept of fasting when we begin nutrition and we said, wait a second, if you have diabetes, what's gonna happen? Let's see, does yeah, the body yeah, exactly. does the body try to fix that? And and we've done mice trials and we've published the results showing reversal of diabetes with mice. Then we went to two human trials and we showed that in six months only. When we say six months, you're only doing five days of the fasting mimicking nutrition. So five days a month, as we said, of our nutrition, the prolon, six-month period, so a total of 30 days only of our food. It was enough to drop your HbA1c, the, the major measurement for, for diabetes, three times what pharma does. It was enough to drop your weight by 22 pounds. It was enough to drop two-thirds of the medication, two-thirds. And when we compared it to current medication, it was 800% more efficacious wow. than the current medications that people are taking. Is that so, so is that regular diabetes or type 2? Yeah, that's the type 2 diabetes, which is the weight-related, age and weight-related diabetes. And, and we, we said, okay, let's see cancer, right? You, 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 you rightfully mentioned cancer. We did eight human trials on cancer, and we focused a lot on actually breast cancer because it's very prevalent. And we're seeing amazing, you know, also benefits there, helping the body have the right ecosystem. And, and we do them with chemo or with hormone therapy or whatever the doctors prescribe as a current treatment. So we tag team the treatments. And we saw two to 300% improvement the more you do the fasting with the, with the, um, with the standard of care together in, in some of the, you know, metabolic benefits that can help the body in a better deal with the chemo and better deal with the hormone therapy. And Stanford University is doing our, currently our trial for autoimmune disease. University of Miami is also doing another trial on autoimmune disease. And University of Milan is doing our trials on Alzheimer's to see what's going to happen with that. 
When when do you think you'll have the results of the auto autoimmune stuff? Uh, this year, 2023, we'll get Alzheimer's and autoimmune results. So we're going to launch the first ever nutrition program for diabetes regression in April of this year. It's a huge thing. It's the first time food is medicine. And we're going to launch breast cancer uh, regression end of 2023. And then we're keeping Alzheimer's and autoimmune for 2024. Do you have any sense of what will happen? And I, I, I know this is speculation, but do you have yeah. any sense of what is going to happen with the autoimmune thing? Because that's such a huge issue right now. Yeah. I mean, Lyme's we, disease and all. I mean, I, Hashimoto, for- thyroid and, 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 and lupus and psoriasis. It's a big, and again, why it's big now, we go back. Your question shows that they're related to lifestyle, right? Why we have more autoimmune disease today? Why we have more cancers today? Why? If they were genetic, why they're increasing, right? If they were related to to a static reason, they wouldn't increase. They're increasing today because the food we're eating, first of all, is is creating breaches in the stomach. We call it leaky gut, right? So we're eating a lot of food with some toxins or sometimes even burning your steak and all of that. It creates micro breaches in your stomach, in your in your intestine, and now you're leaking some of the food inside of your blood that should not that should not come in. The immune system sees a foreign nutrition that was not supposed to be in the body. Then it tries to attack it and by mistake attacks another organ and that's autoimmune disease. You're attacking your own self. And the prevalence of autoimmune disease is increasing and you're right, a big part of it is lifestyle. When you eat, when you fast or you eat the fasting mimicking nutrition, first of all, it's plant-based. There's no toxins, there's no artificials. So you're helping the intestine to heal for over the five days and the leaky gut. Then you're helping the immune system to rejuvenate and not mistakenly keep attacking the damaged organ. And the damaged organ has enough time now to rejuvenate and, and to try to heal. And that's, you're right on point. It, it, it could be one of our biggest intervention once the results are out. We don't have a sneak peek at the results. We do the, all those with with big universities. We do them like 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 drugs and, and biotech company and pharma, randomized. Uh, we have no access to the data, but you know we, we're, we're eagerly waiting for it. Did you already mention the study um, that's in your notes there about the findings that the, the first ever nutrition-based program found to promote regression and remission of diabetes? That's the study you talked about? Yeah, we had two studies on diabetes. Yeah. And we're going to launch what we call the DRRP, Diabetes Regression Remission Program, April of this year, 2023. And I think it's worth getting into that, the the the, the reversal of diabetic, how do you pronounce that, Nephropoly, nephropathy? <laughs> nephropathy, yeah. So um, a lot of... Because yeah. that gets to a point normally where it doesn't go back, right? You, you it go, Does it go from type 2 diabetes then into that, if you're not careful? Or What, what happened with type 2 diabetes is when the sugar is high, in the blood, it starts damaging the, the 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 vessels, the blood vessels. And kidney, the kidneys have a lot of tiny, tiny blood vessels because this is how you filter blood into urine, right? And you produce urine. So they're very thin, they're very small, you know, vessels. And 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 this is why a diabetic patient end up hurting their kidneys and they end up with dia- dialysis. That's one of the biggest costs. Uh, to the health system from a diabetic patient. So we were, we we did a trial in at University of um, of um, uh, Heidelberg in Germany. It's one of the top, uh, you know, medical system over there. And we just published it this past June, showing that, as I mentioned, you lose twenty two pounds, 
you decrease your HbA1c by 1.4, and you two-thirds of the participants needed less medication. And when we looked at the kidneys, we saw that there's for temporary improvement in the function of the kidney. And this is only five days, six times. So imagine now when you repeat that, and or what we have just done, which we we have we started doing meal kits, and we now deliver to you uh, every day your food, not just not a fasting food, not the five days, but after the five days, we now came up with a special kidney program. We send you food at your house if you have a kidney disease to help you with that. We send you now medically tailored meals for diabetes. So think about it like the HelloFresh of diabetes, like the HelloFresh of cancer. Like we developed a meal kit company that delivers medically tailored meals for your condition. And and we 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 did something also historical there where 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 the government here in the US gave us a code like a drug and now we're reimbursed as a drug on our food. And in within the span of the last seven months, we signed 71 insurances. Wow. They're now paying for patients 100% to take our food, 100% for free, free food if you have one of these health conditions to eat all, our food. Is that in the States only? That's in the U.S. So we're, we're really hoping to get into Canada and Europe soon. Already in Europe, Australia and Canada, uh, we have the Prolon Fasting Nutrition. This is already being sold there. But every day's meals, because it's fresh meals, you have to have you know, your kitchens and your manufacturing. We started in the U.S. We've been blessed enough to be considered like a drug and reimbursed like a drug. And soon we're going to go to Europe, Canada, and Australia as well. So you don't ship the rejuvenation to Canada yet? The rejuvenation one, the fasting nutrition one, yes. Yeah. Oh, we okay, have, okay, good. The, the fasting nutrition is U.S., yeah, yeah. Canada, Europe, Australia. We're we're launching Japan, China, and, and South Korea this year as well. Wow, that's fantastic. Because, I mean, the thing I like about the thought of that is that it's so weird when you fast because you're so used to cooking and cleaning and eating and all this time spent doing that. And one of the hard psychological aspects of it is like you you, you kind of keep going to kind of the kitchen or you keep going to like your normal habit of not only just the time spent eating, but the habit of like just eating stuff. So it's nice to have something all pre-done for five days. So you can just go yeah. to, you know, when it's time, you just go to your pre, pre-done meal and, and, and do yeah. it. And it kind of keeps that, kind of keeps that, that habit going. A little bit. It's very experiential and, and people express exactly what you mentioned. You said, I have better mental clarity, I have better energy. It's very experiential. It's basically the essence of your body. Every cell when you fast, every cell lives on calorie. So it's, it's probably one of the few, if not the only interventions, impacts every cell from, from, your, from the hair cell all the way to your toes. They're going to experience the fasting journey and they're going to rejuvenate. And that's the beauty of it. It's, it's one of the rare natural interventions. Let's not forget, this is how we were built as humans. We're not built to eat all the time. And for hundreds of thousands of years on this planet, we, we were fasting. So the body was like, okay, the periods I eat, I store that. This period I don't eat, I spend that, and I rejuvenate. And, and now you, for, a, and for and the last 50 years. You rejuvenate a hunt, right? Get yeah. energy in the hunt. Yeah, that's why if you look today at a 60-year-old person and you look at the 60-year-old person, old pictures, you know, two decades ago, they looked much, much healthier, stronger. They had periods of rejuvenation. We lost that. The last 50 years, we started eating all the time. When you eat all the time, you just 
you just are adding and adding and adding and not getting that break. It's like driving your car on a, on a racetrack and not stopping and not rejuvenating. It just it just the engine ends up bursting or the tire ends up bursting and and that's exactly what is cancer and diabetes and Alzheimer's. Just it's just related to aging and and unhealthy lifestyle. So diabetes is still on the rise. Yes, yeah. unfortunately, I mean this is this is a, a tragedy. The the I graduated from med school, you know, 17 years ago. The U.S. government at that time was spending $2.1 trillion per year on healthcare. Today, we, we just crossed $4 trillion per year, and diabetes is on the rise, Alzheimer's is on the rise, cancer is on the rise. Yeah. And instead of all this money spent at least increase our lifespan, the U.S. citizen in 2022 lost 0.5 years of our lifespan. So we're spending more to live shorter and sicker, which is doesn't make sense because we're spending all this money at later stage of life. We're practicing sick care instead of health care. And, and this is why when our science on food showed all these benefits, you know, we're getting, we're, we're being blessed by, first of all, a lot of people doing our products just as prevention and especially prolong the five days fasting nutrition. It's a big sensation. A lot of um, healthy individuals do it just to lose weight and stay healthy, but now we're getting also reimbursed for the medical side as as drugs, and we're we're extremely excited about that. Wow, that's it's so interesting. Do you, what about MS? Anything with MS at all, or does that yeah. fall into the autoimmune sort of category? Or yeah, University of Milan is doing our current trial on multiple sclerosis, um, and uh, and but our medically tailored meals, we already have a reimbursement code for patients with MS to eat healthy everyday meals from us, and they will be reimbursed 100% if they are under one of the insurances that, that reimburses us. Wow. First ever, first ever food for multiple sclerosis to be reimbursed. Wow, that's, that's huge. It's, 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 I think we're living a historical moment today in the evolution of, of humanity where we're bringing back a true solution called food, and food is medicine. That's the right lifestyle. We're correcting the course of, of of our evolution for the last 50 years where we were just marketing on, behind food was just pushing us to eat and eat and eat and eat and, and, and we're resolving that. Well, not only that, but fake food. I mean, a lot of the food out there in the, in the middle aisles, you know, between the, between the outside of the, the grocery store is not even real. A lot of it's full of chemicals and all. So at least it's also, it's also natural too. It's not full of chemicals. Yeah, and, and, and most of the science behind food lately was how can I find an ingredient to addict you to my food so that you come back and you buy it versus how can I give you something to keep you healthy and stay healthy longer? Did you have to engineer the mouthfeel? And the, there's a couple terms that they use when they're manufacturing food there, right? The, bli the bliss point and the mouthfeel? Well, we, we, we initially did not. We, we're, you know, we're a crew of MD, PhDs there. All we cared about initially was science. So the, when we first launched our products, they were tasting okay. They were very efficacious, tasting okay. What we've done last year, we hired a Michelin star chef. When we do things, we do them right. And we hired the Michelin star chef to rework on the flavors. And now we're like scoring very, very high on taste. So we hit it both science meeting, great tasty food, because at the end of the day, if you don't like your food, you're not going to eat it. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. in, 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 in the memory of folks, when you tell them eat healthy, they remember, oh, I'm going to eat a salad, right? Which doesn't taste good. And we, we kind of, we kind of did the right thing with uh, with the top Michelin. He's the, the youngest Michelin star chef ever, actually. 
and help Who was us. Uh, I'm gonna keep him a little bit uh, a little bit anonymous here so he doesn't get inundated. We still need him before he gets he gets out, but yeah, it's a it's one of the top uh, chefs in Santa Monica in LA, and he um, and and they helped us with the food, and now the food tastes amazing. So it's 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 uh, highly effective and and tasty. Can you take us through that five day meal plan? Give us an example because it must all be the same meal plan. There's not are they all the same? Um, For the, the fasting the, the, one specifically, yeah, the fasting one we have three flavors, but yeah, it's the same infrastructure. Basically, a typical day we have your morning bar, uh, we call it the L bar, the longevity bar. Then for lunch you're going to have your soups, some olives, and some crackers. You have a snack, which is a, a chocolate-based snack for the afternoon, and at night you have your um, uh, your soup and your supplements for the night. Nice. So, uh, so yeah, it's 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 consumer friendly. You're going to recognize bars and soups and drinks and supplements exactly what you eat throughout the day. But the macronutrients, they're all plant based and natural. They're engineered in a way and at a rate and sequence to not allow yourselves to recognize uh, those foods. I hate to ask this stupid question, but the, as far as diabetes goes, like the difference between diabetes and type two diabetes. Is this good? Is this okay for, or I mean, I know it's okay, but is it helpful for somebody that's already gone through like losing a leg or a foot to diabetes and they're like really going downhill fast? So, so you know, we, we definitely, when, when we're dealing with health conditions, diabetes and cancer, we definitely, you know, you definitely should talk to your doctor and your doctor will let you know if you can do the food or not. But sorry, on face value, um, if you had lost your leg or or that that doesn't prohibit you from from again you're consuming that's the beauty it's not like a drug artificial and chemical yeah. you're consuming plant based actually yeah. you're consuming better quality food than anything you can go and shop for um, but you know it's a fasting experience some people if you're a pregnant woman you know growing a baby you're not gonna you're not gonna go fast while you're doing that if you're you know, 94 year old and, and have a lot of chronic disease and you're frail, you should not do that. But otherwise, uh, it's a safe plant-based, uh, you know, uh, meal kit. Is there any help for COVID or long COVID at all? It's a very interesting, <laughs> um, very interesting question. The, the, the National Institute of Health actually talked to us about doing a trial on COVID. So we only did a trial on, on boosting the COVID vaccination in mice. Um, in, but we haven't started our human trial. So the answer is, I don't know, but hopefully soon we're going to, we're going to do a trial on this. Let's see if he could fast to beat COVID. Yeah. See if you can go I, on this five day thing, even to help. I, the, our, our, the, we have two, two theories on COVID. So first of all, on the vaccinations, so if, when you vaccinate a body, if, if the immune system is not young and rejuvenated, it's not going to pick the vaccine and it's not going to, so a lot of <clears throat> the risky people for COVID are the all the elderly, right? And the elderly, the problem, you give them any vaccine, their immune system becomes lazy. It doesn't get activated, doesn't pick up the vaccine, doesn't prepare what we call T cells that are sensitized, ready to reattack. So one theory for us under COVID is, shall we do the fasting mimicking diet before the vaccination so that yeah. you're, you have a rejuvenated immune system? This is what we tried in mice successfully, but we haven't tried the human trial yet. The second theory with COVID is the long holders, right? These are the same like the cancer patients that got chemo for a long period, their cells get damaged. 
And should you do fasting there to for to to push the cells to rejuvenate and to and to so we don't have an answer. We haven't tried that, but these are the theories. Can we help the long holders or can we help the vac the the prepare for the better vaccination pickup? There are theories today. Uh, we have only mice trials. We haven't done the human trials yet. It's really interesting because of all the side effects that drugs. I mean, my girlfriend has a has a um, autoimmune thing. She's got Ehlers Danlos syndrome. I don't yeah. know if you've ever heard of yeah. that. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's just like the side effects are very damaging to her, and and of course it's hard for her to even take supplements without it sort of causing a diarrhea type thing. Or so the interesting thing about this is just that that it's just normal. Like it's you don't have to worry about contraindications or or side effects in general. Um, it might be good for preventative, right? I mean, would it be good even if you don't have a pre-diabetes or type two diabetes or or just in general, like doing it once a month or three times a year for preventative, right? You know, I'm 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 answering all the questions with the same scientific rigor. Yeah, we ha- we yeah. haven't tested we haven't tested for it, so uh, you're coming up with an interesting theory. But we're 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 one of these few companies that we're going to always hear clearly. We don't know what we don't know. We're not going to push. And, and, and anyone or go off label. We haven't tested for that condition. So my answer is, I don't know, but you're bringing an interesting theory. Uh, it might help, might not, but I cannot say it It, it would if we haven't tested it. So, but, um, but it's, but for healthy, let's say, quote unquote, so people without these diseases or conditions, it's still good. Be, good we, would be a good preventative, right? For sure. That's the, the, we're the only, so we mentioned Prolon. Prolon is the only product in history nutrition to have a fully issued patent on promoting longevity and health span. So when you rejuvenate your cells, you're keeping them healthy, right? And 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 so um, uh, we're going to publish a trial, a, a, a paper soon showing that if you do three times a year, the fasting mimicking nutrition is going to help you with what we call health span or living healthy long, and and definitely as a prevention, eating healthy food rejuvenating yourselves is, is going to be a key factor. How have you been able to break through all, all this, all this uh, bureaucracy and red tape and big pharma gates? I mean, you seem to um, not Bill Gates, but the gates, you know, yeah. um, getting, getting this kind of this, getting funding and getting these kind of studies and getting this kind of technology out there. I mean, it, it, I feel like you've done a really good job at, just breaking down barriers or something and and not I don't I feel like not many people or companies have been able to make this much progress staying the, natural yeah the 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 two factors that help us a lot is that we were patient meaning we were not rushing our founder professor Walter Longo a lot of yeah, your listeners will yeah, know will, will yeah. you know he's he's time magazine top 50 most influential people in health um, and he's such an ethical, pure soul that he said, I'm going to wait 20 years for science before I, I we jump into market and sell. And that you don't see that in nutrition companies. Nutrition company have, you know, the, they have to launch two, three products per year. They, they, they put a theory, say, oh, I'm gluten free, but they're selling you 20 chemicals with it and two colorants and all of that. And, and the goal of, of most nutrition companies to be a profitable business rather than a curative business. We took that curative business approach. It's like, we're going to hold off for 20 years. We're going to do an ethical research and and keep you know fighting for that. And we've been blessed. A lot of the initial science have been done by USC, University of Southern California. 
And USC has a very unique setting. They have a longevity institute. You know, no other centers in the world has 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 done that. And and they said, look, we're going to be a center of excellence to tell humanity what we should eat to live long and what we should eat to reverse some of the chronic conditions. So we were blessed that universities already have lab labs, already have researchers. They said, today we have 18 universities working with us. They said, okay, we do have the infrastructure. We're going to do it for you. We're going to do it in conjunction with you. So that was the first blessing. But we as a company were waiting. We were ethical enough to wait and do the right science before we launch any product. Now the second, the second is is like Napoleon says, you know, luck is when opportunity meet, you know, preparation. Uh, the second chance we had is the the health system is in such a crisis that the government is saying, wait a second, I cannot afford paying any longer. Medicare is going to go bank was was you know was planned to go bankrupt in the next decade, and so you have a lot of financial pressure on the payers and the insurance in the U.S. to say we cannot sustain just you know, paying thousands and millions per patient just, just to keep them sick long. So that pushed them to say, we should find different solutions. They met us. They're like, okay, that's a solution. It's going to help me alleviate my budget. So it's an alignment of great science from universities plus financial relief from payers that that kind of helped us get here. And probably a huge increase in popularity, probably from Luongo or Longo himself as well, but a lot of these biohackers and a lot of these uh, fitness experts and nutritionists yes. and 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 just getting into the fasting thing and, yes. and all the bio, all these people measuring themselves and their own things. I mean, I feel like there's been a resurgence in in health science in the last ten yes. years. And and hundreds of thousands of people rallied around him. He he wrote a book called The Longevity Diet. I right. I recommend people buy that. It was Amazon bestseller for 2018. He talks a lot about these discoveries we're talking about today. The Longevity Diet book is a must-read, um, and people rallied around him. Um, he he owns forty-two percent of our company, and he pre-donates all of it to foundations. Um, so so he takes zero dollars from from our company. He's going to take zero profits. So it's 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 a great humanistic story behind that that unbelievable human uh, Walter Longo that. That rallied a lot of people to cheer for us, and and hey, I didn't mention the third difficulty. We had to, we, you know, when when I joined as a CEO seven years ago, and I was telling people about fasting, they're like, "Why do I need to starve?" Right? It was it was the last thing anyone wanted to do, and and there's a big branding and marketing exercise. It was a marketing ingenuity, and we had to launch fasting. There's no company that makes money out of fasting, right? Fasting is is absence of product. We were the only company that had a product there. So we had to launch fasting to the world. And 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 that was part of probably the most difficult thing that we had to overcome. Today you tell anyone do you fast, they don't think negative. They think, oh yeah, there's health benefits. Let me try it. And that was a big challenge. And a lot of people around the world like Dr. Jason Fung and 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 and, and many doctors when they read the science, the big influential doctors uh, the Mark Hyman's of the words and others kind of also rallied around us, and and we created a movement behind fasting, which carried us all the way to where yeah. we are today. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's hard to explain to people that your your hunger goes away after a few hours. Like if, if yeah. you just ignore those first few pangs, and after a couple of days, it kind of goes yeah. away. You know, it's kind of a fake hunger. It's just you're you're missing carbs for a while, but then after yeah. a while, it, it just yeah. it kind of goes away. But that's not going to sell. So, people aren't going to believe that. 
Yeah, but you know, with us, they're eating food, so that we solve that for them, and yeah. and this is why it's just it's you have to if it's difficult and it doesn't taste good, it's not gonna you know go forward. This is why salads. We all know that you can eat salad and it's healthier than a burger, but it it doesn't pick up. So we made yeah. we made the food that tastes good and gives you the benefit. Have you thought about making um, animal protein products for this and having a whole separate line for animal protein? Because that, I mean, that's gaining a lot of ground too in some biohacking circles. The 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 you you mean you mean mimicking the animal protein with plant based or no 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 just using using animal protein and and well, if there if the reason if if I mean maybe it's not even possible because maybe you can't mimic fasting with animal protein. No, you cannot because they spike IGF. So one of the biggest recognition, the, the, when the cell, and this is why if you want to grow muscle, you eat animal protein, right? So it, it's a big push to the body. It gives a big surgeon of growth factors. So when you eat a steak, your cells directly recognize the impact of it because it's a big pusher to the cell. So the more you eat carbs and the more you eat animal source of protein, you don't mimic fasting. You well, have to go animal with fat. Animal fast fat has a problem, which is it's a lot of saturated fat over there. That's that's one of the problems of the ketogenic diet, for example, is that you should consume the healthy plant-based fats. And this is what we have. You, you want to eat cashew, you want to eat almonds, you want to eat macadamia, you don't want to eat fat from uh, you know uh, 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 from from animal sources because it gives you the the, the bad fat rather than the good fat. So I, I won't, I don't know any, I, mean, I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of people that disagree about that right now, but I won't, I won't get into it because I don't have the, the background of the science. We don't, that, that's, that's our approach. Yeah. We don't agree or disagree. Yeah, we'll yeah. Show, we show you, we show you, yeah. we show you the true science. So if you, yeah. if you can send me, that's a challenge and probably have a lot of listeners. I'll, I can drop you my email. If you can find one scientific article showing that the animal fat is going to help for longevity. I'm happy sure, to give you sure, whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a lot of carnivores listening to the show. So I know, but they should pay attention for the short term. You know, if you want to eat, if 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 you're 24, you want to build muscle, look great on the short term. Yes, you you gotta, you know, it can help you with that. But if you're 45, this is a, we can do a complete session on the podcast because we study this a lot. Nutrition varies with age, right? When you're growing. When you're 16, 17, you're still growing, you're young, your cells are young, they don't need to rejuvenate as, as much. They're not gonna do mistakes today. This is where you feed more that animal you know, sources and you'll be a little bit fine. When you're 45, before the first cancer start, before you get your first heart attack and, and cancer start at that age, you diagnose it at 55, 60, 65, but it starts years and years. This is when you don't wanna eat animal source of fat at that age. You wanna actually go more plant-based. Now, when you become 70, you have malabsorption, uh, muscle becomes an organ of longevity, you go back and you eat more, more protein than not. And this is the life cycle movement. And, and we, we study this in our labs and, and, and it, 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 it could take a full episode to tell you what to eat at which, which age, but this is tailored nutrition and that's big for us. So we should never generalize at what people should eat or should not eat. It's relevant to your short-term goals, long-term goals, and what age and gender and all of that. That's a great answer. That's fantastic. It sounds like you've got a pretty cool company there too. Are you guys hiring at all? Or do you have do you want to tell us a little bit more about the, about the company? Like, are you looking for talented people or how? 
we are like we are we're growing pretty fast in um, you know our company is called l nutra l is for longevity dash nutra and ucr so longevity through nutrition that's that's our story we put it in the name um and under l nutra Prolon is the name of the consumer product. So if 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 you guys want to read more about our products, just go to prolonfast.com. And um and our medical side is called Alutra Health. And the meal kits for every day is called Nutrition for Longevity. We're 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 growing fast and, and we're hiring. So any Great. listeners yeah, who are yeah. passionate about this, uh reach out to me or and reach out to us. You're in Texas and California, right? We're we're uh, we're LA, we're Dallas. We're in New Jersey. We're in Milan for Europe. Wow, really? We're in Australia. We're in Japan, and we're in Canada. Wow, that's fantastic! Can you say how many employees you have right now? Or um, we, we, uh, the 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 in-house ops and sales and marketing um, is close to ninety, and but but we outsource the R and D's eighteen universities. The all the supply yeah, chain yeah. is outsourced, and there's tens tens of people you know there. Yeah, yeah, wow. And and where do you make the actual food? Uh, we have many suppliers. Uh, the The market in the U.S. is supplied 93, 94% from the U.S. The market in Europe is also self-sustainable. We supply from Europe and we ship from the U.S. to Canada and to Australia and from Europe and into the Middle East, by the way. We're in Dubai. I miss, I miss saying that. And we're, we're launching Saudi next month. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's fantastic. Darren, you got any questions at all? No, I'm kind of I'm I'm interested to check it out and give it a try maybe and see because uh, I mean it can't hurt. I eat a lot of meat though. I mean it's gonna be hard to get that meat out of my diet. <laughs> I'm happy to first send you articles. That, you know, you guys are biohackers and you'll be interested in that um, and to see the impact of eating meat. It's not by mistake that Game Changer on Netflix was the most watched documentary. Um, Big people, uh, buff people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and a lot of now uh, uh, people interested in nutrition and, and building muscle are turning more into, you know, it, it's more that flexitarian Mediterranean average, right? So you want to you want to get you want to keep the plant base. You want to add time, from time to time fish and red meat rarely, but 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 but. Again, I don't want to generalize because it depends on your priority. Yeah, yeah, if you want to build muscle and, and you have a, a marathon in the next four weeks, go and eat your meat. Um, but if you if your goal is to live healthy long and slow down the acceleration of your age. And by the way, there's proof of that, right? Ronnie Coleman, at age 55, he looked like 70 and he passed away. Most most of the big, big muscle guy once, because they inject themselves with growth hormone, they're eating protein all the time. Their biological age is very high. And there are studies on them. They die earlier. This is why, again, Arnold Schwarzenegger turned full plant-based to compensate for that. You don't have to go full plant-based. We're actually more, a good you balance. know, yeah, yeah. a good balance. Yeah, yeah. And anything that you disbalance, that your body is is like a, a a smooth orchestra. We call it in medicine homeostatic, right? It's it's a smooth balance. You never should be on, hey, I'm 100% plant-based. I don't care about anything else. Also, 100% plant-based doesn't get, help you live healthy long. You should never be a red meat. It's a balance. And and your microbiome needs to balance. Your your cells need to balance. Your vitamins have to, be, have to come from different sources. And you can go a little bit more 
towards meat or not, or towards what, depending on the short-term goal. But all the, and we study people living 100 and beyond centenarians. We fly to blue zones and to longevity zones. We've been studying centenarians oh, wow, for, wow. for yeah. years and years. You don't find any carnivore centenarian. And, and I can guarantee you that. And, and you don't, and not, no one of the bodybuilders historically would live to 110 and 120. This yeah, is yeah. this is life. I'm not. Uh, this is not my opinion. This is life. Science is proving that. Um, and go back and balance your diet, and this is what your body would would like the most. What about what about carbs in general? Like simple carbs in general, like bread and pasta and rice and uh, you know all that kind of stuff. Again, it it it. It, it, the answer is it depends, but in general, complex carbs are better than the simple one because they, they don't spike insulin and they don't spike the body push to aging. So, um, you know, complex carb in bread rather than refined carbs and white bread and sugar bread. So go more on the complex one, whole grain. Yeah. Um, the pasta, same same story. You don't want to be on a very high carb diet because at the end of the day, you're going to just store more fat, etc. But but we we... The last ten years, a lot of marketing went into demonizing carbs and 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 worshiping proteins, right? And and that's that's wrong, you know. The, the carbs, every cell needs carb, but excess of carb becomes fat, becomes bad. Protein, by the way, we a lot of us have. I call it the diabetes of protein. We get protein all the. I used to be super muscular. I used to drink my proteins every day, but when I saw the science, when I saw all the big you know, heavy muscled folks dying sooner. It's the same thing. When you drink protein, IGF increase, it's called IGF, insulin-like growth factor. It's called insulin, insulin-like growth factor. So the more they grow, when you're when you're when you're drinking protein and you want to grow your muscle and your other what does it mean grow? It's aging. We don't grow anywhere. We grow forward. When you push the cell, you push it to age. You don't push it anywhere else. And in, 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 on the short term, it looks great because it's a push. You, your skin looks good. Your muscle looks good. But you pushed every organ at the same time to age. And, and we got to go back to balancing protein with carbs rather than leaning on proteins. Um, by the way, a lot of articles showing that cancer rate increased because of protein consumption increase. Wow. You, you drink protein, you're pushing your body, you're pushing your cells to replicate. How cancer starts is a cell replicating. It does a mistake, and it stop it doesn't stop replicating. And this is why I was like, okay, go more on protein at a younger age. But if you're 55, if you high, high, have high protein intake, that your cells are old enough. When you're young, they're not going to do the mistake. When you're old, you have a lot of age cells. You push them with protein. They're 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 replicating. They do the mistake. They become cancerous. There's a great correlation between cancer and protein consumption. I can send you tons of articles about that. Right on. That's that's great. I love that answer. Makes it makes sense. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get the five day. I'm gonna do a couple five day ones. I gotta. Yes, I recommend back to back. Um, well, I no, don't know. I mean, just, can you do back to back, or can no. you do ten? Would it be better to do ten than five? Or no, no, no. Uh, the, the, don't. If you go longer, you're 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 bankrupt. Right? So so. And, and you're really going to hear a CEO telling you, no, do just two to three times a year my product. So you buy Prolon five days, you just do it twice a year or max three times. You're never going to hear that answer from anyone selling you anything. Not even like just, I know, but me, I just want to <laughs> maximize like, you know. No, that's right. no it's, telling, it's telling the car, keep going on the pit stops because you get a max. Yeah, but I'm going to lose the race, right? So it's it's, you don't need to rejuvenate yourselves all the time because when you rejuvenate them, 
They're rejuvenated. Right, they don't right. need to. Yeah, yeah, right, right. It's yeah. like maintenance. You just yeah. need more maintenance. Now, intermittent fasting, if you say, look, I want to lose some weight, I want to help my muscle and lose some weight, yes, do the fast bar, do the fasting shake. You can do them every day or as frequently as you can. It's just replacing one meal, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, it's more for a metabolic rather than cellular reason. All right. This has been great. Darren, do you got any no, questions? No, this is a great chat. <laughs> Very well spoken on the... Uh... On the, the fast, science. On the science, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, we really, <laughs> appreciate, we really appreciate it. I mean, it's just such a it's such a popular thing right now, and it's. Uh, it... And he froze. I think it is pretty popular right now. It's like, um, did you guys both freeze? I'm walking gingerly through the rat race. Take a look at the big old smile on my face Kicking around down by the pool of narcissists The people are many, they preen themselves Oh how they navel gaze Somewhere over that hill the gloomy skies cease to exist I'm climbing that hill, I pass by and pity the poor Sisyphus I go into hyperdrive, turn into a beam of light. I'm strolling down a static electric avenue. The people are predictable, they say, Good morning, how do you do? When out of nowhere, a randomly pure angel in the crosswalk bumps into me. And in doing so, knocks all the evil and all the wind out of me. It's black as tar, ugly as ever, and of no apology. This angelic mama sings heavenly of the truest theology. Together we're a seraphim dream, forever young with no chronology. A thousand years from now, we'll be written into ancient mythology. We go into hyperdrive, turn into a beam of light. Can you tell me about the view up there? It's sparkling remarkably, the air is crystal clear. Well, please won't you tell me what it takes to transcend this place? A little bit of heart and a whole lot of soul. Take a look at the big old smile on my face. My angel says dance with me and your life will never ever ever be told I go into hyperdrive Turn into a beam of light 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 Beam of light, turn into a beam of light. <laughs>